as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 108, and there's a lot of things to talk about. Um, We're going to talk about Twitch Drops, the first part of the mystery, both in-game and out-of-game. And we have a new patch, patch 2.8.2, which fixes, changes, and has caused uh, quite a bit of controversy um, out there in the world of the... uh, I guess I will say the sweaty elites of the game, uh, but there's uh, there's definitely some controversy that has been uh, caused by this latest patch. Now, I know last week I said that I was going to talk about the captaincy changes. The captaincy changes do not come until uh, most likely after the Xbox showcase. Um, they are slated to be in June, um, followed by a captaincy celebration week. So my guess is we're talking about uh, either just after the start of season 10 or um, it will be sometime in the mid June um, because we've got the Xbox showcase coming up. We've got season 10 starting, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff lining up. So uh, I've got time to talk about the captaincy changes uh, there. I've, I've read them. I've read them and I'm trying to come up with a few things. One, how do I feel about them? I've heard from members of the community on how they feel about them. And then I'm also trying to figure out what in the hell rare was thinking with some of them. So, and why it's taken them what to a year to, to do these things. Like anyways, so we'll, we'll save that um, until probably next week or the week after, depending on uh, how some news uh, rolls out and, and, and talk about that, but don't worry. I haven't forgotten about the captaincy changes because you know how I feel about captaincy and um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a fun episode. Uh, but things are going crazy right now in life. Um, I, I feel like I haven't stopped saying that just about every single episode, but uh, uh, thankfully the extra stuff has, has cooled off um, and we're back to the normal work and stream. So I know uh, I, I saw a, a couple of you uh, pop into the streams uh, this week. Don't worry. Uh, they are going to keep continuing <clears throat> on a relatively normal schedule of, you know, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday afternoon. Uh, these are all Eastern Standard Time. Sunday afternoon, Monday evening, uh, and then Tuesday, Wednesday off. So there's going to be a lots of opportunities, five opportunities a week. Uh, for you to come in and check out the stream right now. Uh, we do see a thieves usually on Saturdays uh, with Captain Logan, kind of a, a joint podcast live sailing um, where we chat and we we play. Um, uh, been doing some destiny with the end of the destiny season uh, 
coming very soon in the start of the next Destiny season and also their limited time Guardian Games event. Um, that is also coming to a close um, pretty much just after this episode comes out. So um, got a few things left to finish on that, which is why we're being playing Destiny. Uh, and then I've got a MMO itch that I've begun to scratch and we will be getting back into some World of Warcraft uh, very, very, very soon, probably once the Destiny stuff. So you got, you know, it's, it's, I know a lot of folks tune into this show for Sea of Thieves. That's fine. Um, you know, I, I get my Sea of Thieves in, but it, Sea of Thieves is not a game that I play solo. Uh, so unless I have a, a crew of people that I enjoy hanging out with, uh, people I trust on stream, because my only game time is pretty much when I stream. So um, I, I do have a little bit extra time than that. So my, my game time is pretty much only when I stream. So unless I've got people that I, I enjoy playing with, I mesh with, with, and I can trust on stream, I, uh, I, I you know, I, I don't stream Sea of thieves i do play a little bit outside of the the, the stream but uh, uh all my streams are anywhere between um the weekday streams are usually about three hours um and the weekend streams um are usually around four to five hours uh just based on what's going on so um you know they're not i, I don't do the big long eight hour streams 12 hour streams like a lot of other folks uh that are full-time doing this um so my streams are relatively short so i hope you guys can come over twitch.tv slash davram drop a follow turn notifications on and come and say hello um we can have any conversation if i'm playing world of warcraft you want to talk sea of thieves by all means we can talk sea of thieves a hundred percent so i i ju i'm just there having a good time and it's kind of my way of, of basically having a live chat room for anyone who wants to come by and have a chat so uh, let's start with our thank you. Thank yous. Uh, remember, I use Chartable uh, to pull in all of the uh, aggregate data around uh, reviews. Uh, we didn't have any five-star reviews uh, this week, uh, so or at least that popped up there, right? If you submitted one, uh, it may be delayed a week or so, so don't be afraid. Uh, the, the Chartable is, is a little slow at, at getting that stuff from the API, so uh, don't worry about that. Uh, it'll pop up eventually, but no uh, five-star reviews to announce this particular week. Remember, you can um, earn a thank you and shout out on the podcast if you drop a five-star review um, on your podcasting service for this podcast. Um, also, thank yous to our wonderful patron sponsors of this show, the folks who not only listen, not only follow, not only come into the stream, not only do all that crazy stuff, but also financially uh, support this broadcast. So thank you very much. To Skamelt666, Lane, and Regis Stella. I very much appreciate your continued support. And if you would like to join that amazing group um, and help support this podcast financially, keep the lights on, keep the equipment upgraded, um, you can go over to patreon.com slash Davram TV, check out all the perks, and monthly subscriptions start at $1 a month, and you get a private feed of this podcast that you get early and with no adverts. So there you go. Check that out. Okay. If you are watching on the YouTubes, please do hit that subscribe button, like drop a comment. Um, you know, all that fun stuff. It really does help grow. Um, the, 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 uh, the, the YouTube algorithm thingamahoochie. I don't know all that stuff, but all that stuff helps. And, uh, and we've been seeing definitely an uptick in viewers on the YouTube. So please make sure you're subscribed, liking, commenting, and all of that fun stuff. Even if the comments just hello or hi, or Jack last week did yo, 
Even if it's that, I appreciate it very, very much. All right, some news coming up for you folks who love all the cosmetics out there and for you who are not tired of different color variations of the Eastern Wind Set. Don't worry. Rare has yet another color variant for you. This is the Eastern Ruby Winds set. Yes, it's now red instead of blue like the sapphire, but here we go. Uh, these are Twitch drops as the other ones were as well um, because, you know, new stuff is hard and it, much easier just to recolor what you have. <clears throat> Twenty sixth through the twenty ninth on Twitch, watching partnered Sea of Thieves streamers, uh, you can earn yourself the Eastern Ruby Winds compass, fishing pole, pocket watch, and spyglass. One hour of viewing a partnered streamer per drop, and you have to claim the drops between each one. So four hours total, you have to claim the drops before you get progress to the next one. If you're interested in this, make sure you go over to seaofthieves.com slash twitch dash drops. Make sure your account's set up, and it'll give you a list of partnered streamers that you can check out between the 26th and the 29th of May in order to get the Eastern Ruby Winds set. Um, the accessory stuff. I'm sure we'll see the drums and the guns and, or not the guns, but the drums and the clothing and the dress. And um, I'm sure we'll see that over the next couple months because that's how it usually works. Um, so let's talk real quick. Uh, last week, uh, um, we, I kind of started to get into the mystery a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I was able to finish it, um, at least part one, right? It's a four part mystery, I believe. I was able to um, finish the uh, part one uh, last week. I don't want to dive too much into the out-of-game stuff. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to provide my experience of the out-of-game stuff. Um, but uh, I will be completely honest. Uh, last uh, Saturday when I, 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 when I got into uh, get, getting ready to do my stream with uh, Captain Logan... Um, I had just signed up for the mystery on that day, um, because I knew it was then at a point where it was going to be in game. <clears throat> I had no idea what the code was. Um, and quite frankly, I couldn't be bothered to look through Twitter and see if anyone had tweeted it. Couldn't be bothered. It's no, it's, that's just too much extra for me. Uh, it's a, it's a video game. I want in game stuff, right? So I'm not going to go out of my way, uh, in order to search the entire internet to find a code in order to put into a website in order to unlock something in a video game. It's I'm not going to do it. Uh, it's just not happening. Just like the, the last mystery, I am not going to sit here and work on getting you 5,000 likes and 3,300 retweets in order for you to progress the next thing in game. It's just not going to happen. Uh, it, th this is a video game. I want things done in game. If you want to have stuff outside of game, that that's fine. But I can promise you this. The majority of your players are not going to interact with it, um, which is very interesting to me that, uh, that rare punishes or takes things away from 1% of players, but then creates things 
that are gauged towards 1% of players. Uh, it's, it's very interesting to me, right? The arena got taken away because they had a team dedicated to uh, uh, working on the arena um, for the 1% of sweaty PvP players that liked the arena. But now we look at these mysteries, which obviously take coding time, which obviously take you know engineering time, and it's only, again, going to deal with 1% of the player base. At least the the first part of it, in order to unlock the in-game part of it, is only going to deal with probably less than 1% of the player base. Now, once it gets in-game and the code and, and whatever else you have to do online is now on Reddit and on YouTube and on podcasts and all that fun stuff, then that percentage goes up. But the percentage of players who are actually trying to you know spend all of their time throughout the day or a considerable amount of their time throughout the day to figure out these codes and and pictures and banana carvings and macabre whatever the amount of people that are actually doing that is probably less than the amount of people who are actually who were actually playing the arena. Um, so it's really interesting to me that Rare draws a very fine line there or a very hard line there that uh, if it's a 1% in-game activity, it has to be removed. But if it's less than 1% out of game activity to unlock an in-game activity, that's absolutely fine. It makes zero sense to me. Uh, it's, it's not logical whatsoever. It's, it, it, the more I see how they are doing this mystery system and really gauging it to the really just, I'm going to say it, sweaty PVE lords out there um, who are taking uh, astronomical amounts of their time throughout the day to unlock the in-game piece, it makes zero sense to me. Um, I, I know that, you know, there's a lot of folks on the, the leadership side of Rare that is really, you know, focused on lore and story and moving that stuff forward and probably could care, you know, give two shits about a PVP mode. But it really shows me uh, a, a lot more as I experience these mysteries that if it's 1% of players with a PVP mode, we don't give a shit. We're taking it away from you. But if it's if, 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 if it's going to be some sort of in-game thing that takes less than 1% of players to unlock, we're going to spend a lot of effort on it. And we're going to spend a lot of money bringing in zoo animals in order to do videos of them looking <coughs> at freaking pictures on, on a wall and cute birds and all this stuff. It makes zero sense to me. Zero. I, I, I don't understand it. But if you're interested in learning more about the absolute asinine long and just hours of wasted time that people spent trying to figure out this uh, leet speak code um, for unlocking the voyage in game. I strongly suggest going over to Captain Logan's Keelhaul podcast. He has an episode dedicated to this uh, and he goes into great detail about what the community had to do and the, the, the hoops and all the different systems um, that, that had to do like a pig pen cipher uh, and a one drive and putting pictures together and some sort of banana carving. I have no idea. It's just seemed like a huge waste of time to me. Um, but thankfully Logan is a very nice person, uh, and just gave me the code. So I didn't have to worry about all that shit because I'll tell you this, if someone didn't just give me the code, I, I, I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> 
Like, I like to do things in-game. I'm glad I was able to do the in-game voyage experience. I thought the in-game voyage was a lot of fun. Um, I think there's issues. I thought the book clues, a few of them, only a few of them, uh, could have been written a little bit better. Some, I, And again, I know it's a pirate game, so grammatical errors are, are fine. But there were some clues that just really didn't line up uh, and really didn't work. Um, but most of the clues were quite well, quite good. I, I think there was less than a handful of the clues in the book that just didn't work, um, which is pretty good because, I mean, the book is is full of, of you know, little bullet point cl- clues, basically. So if like five of them didn't work out of all the ones you had there, that's pretty successful. <clears throat> and also, to be fair, the ones that didn't work, <clears throat> it was like, well, there's one or two options here. So you've got basically like a 50, 50 chance or a 33% chance. If there's three possible options, uh, to get it. So if you picked wrong, <clears throat> it wasn't that hard to, to backtrack, uh, and, and go to the other, uh, the, the other one or the other, other one. So it, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, like I said, I think the clues could have been a little bit better. <clears throat> I know Logan and I got into an argument because Logan is a person that likes to, to look at the overall context and picture. So, for example, if he's trying to solve the the breakdown bullet point riddles on one page and it's just not quite lining up in his brain, he'll turn the page and read the next one to provide context clues for the last page. No, the, I can't do that. Okay. Page one has to be solved before I even look and read at page two. Page two has to be solved before I even look or think about page three. That is how my brain operates. I am a step one, step two, step three, step four person. You don't look or even think about step four until you finish step three. My brain does not work like that. It gives me headaches. It pisses me off. It gives me anxiety. It stresses me out. I need to do one, two, three, four. I cannot go ahead, right? I cannot go ahead. So Logan was trying to explain to me the idea of context clues, where if you turn the page and read the next page, it may give you clues as to the previous page. And it literally was driving me insane because I cannot do that. My brain does not function that way. And it pisses me off. It stresses me out and gives me a lot of anxiety. I should be able to do page one done. Mark it off. Page two done. Mark it off. Page three done. Mark it off in order without flipping forward. I should be able to do bullet point one, then two, then three, then four. It shouldn't be. I look at bullet point four to get clues about bullet point three or two. I should be able to go one, two, three, four in that order. Flip the page. One, two, three in that order. So I understand for a lot of folks out there, flipping through the pages, flipping through all the clues, you know, looking for those context clues that works for you, for me. And there's a lot of very logical linear people out there that does not work for us. And it really just messes with our brains, gives us headaches. But what I will say is in general, aside from those select like five or six clues, I was able to do that. And I was able to progress the voyage in the way that works very linear and very, you know, in order for me. There was only a couple clues that kind of threw me off a little bit and was driving me insane. Uh, if those were written a little bit better, this this voyage would be probably one of their best tall tale style voyages out there because it worked very well. Top to bottom, side to side, in order. 
worked great. Um, no combat. I didn't anticipate there was going to be any combat yet in this mystery. Um, again, we're not quite 100% sure aside from figuring out what's in this chest. Um, you know, we're unlocking the story, if you will, to this mystery. Um, so I didn't anticipate any combat, um, of, uh, at this point. So aside from random PV, PVE counters that you get on the islands or on your way to an island. There was no required combat or optional combat um, driven by this mystery in-game voyage. Um, the only other um, real issue I had with this voyage, uh, and again, very small, the two issues that I had with the book clues and the the um, the final piece, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute, are very minuscule. So overall, I feel that the in-game voyage was very successful. It was very well done. I encourage you all to go out there and do it if you're not sure what the code is. I'll be completely honest. I have forgotten because it was really like Logan told me what it was. Legitimately told me what it was. I went to the website, typed it in, and I said it didn't work. And he's like, well, did you type it in in this order? And he gave me the letters in order. And I'm like, well, no, because you said it was like, I can't remember if it was Outlast or Outcast, but it was Leet Speak, right? And I'm like, well, no, you said, you said it was outcast with a zero and then, um, an a five T at the end. So I did zero U T C A S, uh, T four, five T and it didn't work. And he's like, no, it's leet speak. The a S T is the four. See, I'm a very logical, like you tell me something zero for the O out cast four, five, uh, T I'm going to do it just like that. Zero U T C A S T four, five T I'm going to do it exactly like you said, because that's how you explained it to me. And that's how my brain reads it. Outcast starts with a zero ends in four, five T outcast four, five T that that's what I did. Now, if he would have said it's outcast spelled elite speak, now, now we're different, right? That's a different expl- explanation than outcast with a zero instead of an O ending in four, five T. See, some of you out there say are going to be sitting here and yelling at your radio or your iPod or whatever you're listening to this on. You're going to be like, you just explained it the same way, two different ways. Not in my brain, not in my brain. My brain sees those two very differently. Okay. So this is why I'm trying to explain to folks when, when, and trying to like last week when, when Logan and I were trying to get through this voyage, I was trying to explain to him and he's like, turn the page and get context clues. Look at the, look at the next clue. Before and I was like, I cannot do this. I have to do it in order, top to bottom, side to side. So there is a little like insight into how my brain works, right? Even in my professional career, like some people are going to be like, well, look ahead three months, look ahead. I'm like, no, no, no. We are today. We have to get through today, tomorrow, the rest of this week, the rest of this month, and then the next month and the next month. And then we're there. Okay. All right. Like this is how my brain works. I have to see how each step of the way happens before I can either fathom about what's down the road. That's just, that's how my brain works. I know it's weird, but that's how my brain works. Trust me. It gives me lots of stress and anxiety on a positive note with this mystery. 
There was no social media engagement numbers, right? There were no retweets. There were no likes. There were no shares. That is a plus. That was a huge negative of the last one. And they let it go, which is really, really, really great. For the average player, I listened to Logan's Keelhole podcast episode about this. My head was spinning when he was explaining things about rotten bananas, unriped bananas, a fruit crate in game that had fruit on it. And then he started to talk about pig pen ciphers and dots and, and, and a one drive with QR codes that linked to Spotify. Like my head was spinning. No joke. No joke. After about the first couple minutes of explanation, I had to skip ahead, right? My head was spinning so much and hurting so much because there was just so much unconnected spider web bullshit that um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend it. I couldn't handle it. And my head was starting to hurt. So I can't even imagine how these folks, these very few folks that got together to solve this. I don't know how you folks do it. I don't know how your brain works. It's very different than mine, but in general, I would say that rare spending time to create whatever cluster fuck of whatever out there with one drives and Spotify's and albums and pig pen ciphers and banana carvings, whatever you're coming up with, you're clearly targeting the less than 1%. You're adding things for the less than 1%, but you're taking things away from the 1% of players. I just don't get it. I don't understand their logic behind it. The only thing I can tie a difference is, is one is PVP, one is PVE, and you guys prefer catering to the less than 1% of PVE players and you don't care about PVP. That is the message that I'm getting. And based on some, some emails, messages, and some Twitch chat that I've got recently about a change uh, that has happened in this patch, I would say I'm not pretty far off on that. That rare 100% caters to the less than 1% uh, PVE sweat lords and basically says, if you're a PVP sweat lord, we're just going to take stuff away from you constantly. That's kind of what, that's kind of where I'm at uh, as player base. I think we just need to accept that, that, the, that they're going to give things to the PVE sweat lords and they're just going to take things away from the PVP sweat lords. It's just how it is. Um, in general, uh, I knew when the last, the, the, the mystery part one started, uh, cause I watched the video. Uh, I obviously talked about it, uh, but I'm a very busy person. Uh, I got to Saturday and I remembered to sign up, but it was already solved at that point. I didn't know it was solved at that point, you know, and, and look, I eat really healthy, so I am very regular. And that is my Twitter time, my pooping time. That is my Twitter time. And I can say for that entire time from the, the, not the entire pooping time, but from the time mystery part one released, to that Saturday was several days passing. There were several bowel movements during that time and several minutes a day on Twitter during that time. And I can honestly say, I didn't even realize it started. I didn't know the code had been passed. I didn't know there wasn't a whole lot going on on the social media. Um, that should have told me, Hey, mysteries going on. I mean, I, I was scrolling through. Now I don't follow. I don't have set on my phone things like hashtag Sea of Thieves and stuff like that. I used to have like Tweet Deck that was on my computer that that kind of 
you know, grabbed that stuff for me. I don't have that anymore. So quite frankly, just a general Twitter flip of like things that I, you know, that not the, not the following part, but the for you part where you're like, you see the people out there that you don't necessarily follow. Usually I get a lot of sea of thieves tweets about that. I did get a lot of sea of thieves tweets about that, but I didn't realize that the mystery had been solved. Uh, part one had been solved. I didn't know that was go Like, I honestly thought maybe it got delayed or something. Cause I didn't see it. I didn't see anything about it. So Though I'm glad there was no social media engagement during that time, um, I, I feel like um, it was kind of lost. It was, I feel like, kind of lost. Um, but I was happy with the in-game experience very, very much. I thought the Voyage was very, very good. And I hope they continue in that line uh, where the Voyage's in-game feel very good. Now, the one issue I had with the Voyage. Now, if you, if you have not done this yet, I'm going to forewarn you right now. The voyage ends when you dig up the item. That is when you get credit for it, okay? When you dig up the item, I'm not going to tell you what the item is. I, I'm not going to spoil anything because I'm sure there's folks out here uh, that, that didn't necessarily engage too much on this. So when you dig up the item, the voyage gives you credit at that point. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I freaked out because I took the item back to the outpost to turn it in. And the prompt I got was sell. So I hit the button because I wasn't thinking and I sold it. And then I noticed that the chest had not changed in the gold hoarder tent. And I freaked out. I went on the website and it'd give me credit. So I think they should have changed the in-game prompt from sell to give or from sell to turn in. So players don't like have that panic moment of, oh, am I at the right person? And then more so, I think they should have made a visual change on the actual chest in the gold hoarder tent. Now, maybe that is not a, a um, maybe because again, that, that visual change would have been for all players, not just you turning it in, um, Maybe that's why it's not. So maybe now that we're on mystery part two, uh, I have not been in the game yet, but maybe now we can see that chest change now that we've actually got to part two. So all players can see that part one was solved uh, and the chest has been changed. So I, I don't know. I will see um, when I stream on Saturday. Um, so yeah, <laughs> overall good experience. Uh, enjoyed the in-game part immensely. Um, the out of game part, I could not give two shits less because I saw how that less than 1%, how much time they all spent together trying to solve it, which is a great community building activity. I don't like people that much. Uh, and quite frankly, I've got more important things to do, i.e. lifting weights, uh, than sitting on my computer and watching someone carve a banana. Just saying. All right. New patch. Patch. 2.8.2. Um, as always, with our patch review and discussion, I pick the highlights of the patch. Uh, could be a positive, uh, could be a discussion point, or could be something that I just find hilarious that they took time um, and effort to actually do something. Uh, and I kind of go through those that way. We will have five one, two, three, four, five, five different things on the patch notes that I thought were highlights or lowlights. Um, and of course we will be ending with 
what this entire episode is titled missing the board. And I'm sure some of you who have already dropped into Twitch chat and sent me DMS, um, asking me about my thoughts on this. And I've shared my thoughts on it. Um, especially I, I give a shout out to I Gephus or Gephus, uh, in the discord and also on, uh, that, that listens every single week and tunes into just about every one of my streams and just generates really good, uh, conversation. Um, yeah, went into a, a lengthy discussion about this on a stream, uh, this past week with Gephus, um, which you don't get to hear unless you go back and watch the Twitch VOD. Uh, but it was a, it was a quite a good rant, if you will, um, specifically about boarding in Sea of Thieves and the changes that have now happened. So let's start off the top of the patch notes. The Pirate Emporium has now received more of our beloved Pirates of the Caribbean inspired cosmetics. There are three new costumes for you to pick up. There is the Calypso or Tia Dalma uh, costume. There is the Red costume. Uh, Red is an iconic character from the Disney Park ride, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I know there's a lot of fans of, of Disney, a lot of fans of that ride out there, and having Red both in the game and now you have a costume of Red, that is going to go over very well with those particular fans. And then you have the Cutler Beckett costume, which I find is very interesting that we now have a Cutler Beckett costume um, because Cutler Beckett was not a traditional pirate. Obviously he was a financial pirate, right? That's what those folks were, but he was not your traditional pirate, right? He was in very fancy attire, um, with the powdered wig and hat. You can now have all of those looks. Now there were cosmetics that could, you could get something that kind of looked like a powdered wig. Um, I know pace 22, that's kind of the hairstyle that he goes with. Um, but in general, um, uh, the full outfit, the full attire of, of a really professionally dressed, uh, rich financial dude, um, is now something in the game, um, as far as a cosmetic. So, um, I think this is really nice, um, because I, I think that's kind of where, in my opinion, the sovereigns are going to be going. Um, sovereign obviously being a name for, um, the, the rich, the crown, the people in charge. So I think the Cutler Beckett, um, East India trading company, or in this game, the grand maritime union, I think that is the direction that the sovereign storyline will take over time. Um, and, and again, we love pirates of the Caribbean, but I can't help but think that the introduction of this costume with a wealthy business person, um, is kind of a, Hey, let's start sprinkling that stuff in before we get to the next step. Right. And the, the reason I, I say that is I want you to think back before we had a pirate's life. Uh, think of some of the ship sets. We had an Aladdin ship set. We had, um, the pirates of the Caribbean, um, queen, queen, uh, queen Anne's revenge, uh, ship set. We had, um, I'm trying to think there were, there were several Disney inspired ship sets that came before the pirate life, uh, tall tale actually, uh, was in the game. So I know rare likes to sprinkle these little breadcrumbs. They like to provide, um, kind of a little foreshadowing of something to come. I might be thinking too much into this, but their cosmetics have kind of been precursors to things coming in game before. So I would not put it past them or they might just be saying here, enjoy some more 
more Pirates of the Caribbean themed stuff um, as we haven't done them in a while. The other um, Pirates of the Caribbean slash a Pirate's Life uh, Tall Tale series of uh, cosmetics that are now in the Emporium. There are three painting bundles. Um, and each of the three bundles for your ship, again, these are the captaincy style decorations for captain ships. Um, one as Pirates of the Caribbean characters like Japs, Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones. The other one is Pirates Life Sea of Thieves characters, so the ferryman and things like that. And then the other one is like Pirates Life moments. Um, so you kind of have uh, character uh, portraits. You've got um, some uh, character portraits of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, character portraits of Sea of Thieves, like the Ferryman. Um, and then you've got Pirate's Life kind of moments um, and things like that, which is which is really nice. Uh, I know a lot of people, like I said, I enjoyed the Pirate's Life Tall Tales. So having the ability to put some of your favorite characters like Jack Sparrow or Davy Jones on your ship or having those nice memory pieces um, from the Pirate's Life Tall Tales that we, I think everyone that played them enjoyed um, to put those on your ships and kind of have that moment that you can remember. Um, I think is really nice. Also, just like with every patch or update, there is a free emote. Um, so make sure before um, this season ends and the next uh, season starts that you're getting into the Pirates uh, Pirate Emporium and getting your free ranting rogue emote because it is free and make sure you cash in and get that. So let's dive into the nitty gritty of the patch. Um, the very first um, item I want to talk about deals with updates and enhancements from season eight. So that was the hourglass PVP diving obviously still exists in game, still very popular, um, but they're continuing to balance it, which is very nice because again, it, the, the, the PVP battles just started, you know, last season. So we've had, uh, we've, this is still perfect time to continue to balance, uh, this particular feature and making it better. Balancing will never stop. Um, but, uh, uh you know, there are certain large scale balance changes, um, that could still be made to improve this. And this one, I think does a very good job of addressing something resupplying after a lost battle crews defeated during the battle for for the sea of thieves that is the hourglass are now free to purchase captain supplies or merchant supplies upon arrival at the outpost even if one in-game day has not passed yet allowing to stock up and get back into the fight i think this is a great change and someone brought up to me when i was talking when they asked me about my thoughts on this um they said well but that means more blunder bombs i said but we're talking about a crew and a ship that lost. It sunk. It lost its supplies. Therefore, you're back to square one. You're back to basic supplies. So you either could buy supplies or you're going to have to sail around to a couple islands to get supplies to feel comfortable with diving again against players who had the opportunity to get merchant supplies, who had the opportunity to get captain supplies, who had the opportunity to loot another ship. So I think this is absolutely fine. And they said, well, blunder bombs will now be more prevalent. That's not necessarily true. If a crew is utilizing their blunder bombs the way they should inside the battle for Sea of Thieves, there shouldn't be that many blunder bombs left 
when um, when the ship sinks and the other ship can loot them. So there shouldn't be um, um, that many uh, many left. If you're a newer player or you're not quite sure how to do PvP and you're not using the blunder bombs, that's fine. You're still only going to you know inject you know what ten maybe 15. Um, it's not that much. It's really not that much. It's not going to change the overall blunder bomb uh, economy out there. Um, I think it's absolutely fine. And what it does is it allows players not to get be discouraged. If they had just got on, they did their first battle and lost and now realize, well, I've lost too quickly. Now I can't get my ship supplies back up in order to get back into fighting. This is going to, I, in my opinion, over time, this will keep the population up and queues down so higher population of people doing it queue times down for the battle for sea of thieves to keep that feature going which is a feature that i think is necessary in order to keep the current state of the game where there's adventure stuff going on there's sweaty pvp stuff going on and they're not necessarily mixing that and so the the pve audience is is more happy the pvp audience is more happy um and i think this is a good change Another good change for the battles, battles within a storm. Crews diving beneath the waves to battle rival ships will no longer find themselves battling in storm conditions. If you have ever, and I'm pretty sure most people who are listening to this show, have definitely had to do a battle either in Adventure or either in the Battle for Sea of Thieves in a storm. It is not pleasant. Just sailing through a storm is not pleasant. I think the storm is a great feature in the game to have that feeling of real life in it, right? Sailing into a storm or what they call ship killers right hurricanes or large storms which would capsize which would damage which could you know potentially cripple or sink a ship out on the seas during the golden age of piracy having that feature in game where your ship's getting destroyed you can't control the wheel you're not quite sure where you're going your compass doesn't work your all that stuff is is really cool to have in the game but what happens is when you're having to dive into a pvp which again one v1 or ship v ship combat is not easy as is right you, you you've got to be on your game in order to beat people of equivalent skill level of yourself adding into an environmental where an environment where you can lose control of your ship take um just random damage it's it's just not good right back in the golden age of piracy people were not going to be you know driving through hurricanes and fighting driving through massive thunderstorms and 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 fighting why you don't have the same control over your boat um, it's, it's a, it's a, not a good ideal situation to fight in. You had a limited amount of cannonballs. You had a limited amount of gunpowder, uh, in which if you're trying to do this kind of stuff, your cannonballs are getting wet. Your gunpowder may be getting damp. It's not going to fire properly. The waves are too much, which means your shots are not going to be good. It's, it's just, it, people did not. Unless they had no choice, they were not going to fight anywhere near a storm or storm conditions. So I like this change. I think it makes the game um, better and more even and fair in the Battle of Sea of Thieves. So um, again, two good changes uh, to Season 8 uh, features. I think these are both excellent. Now, 
Um, um, a couple episodes ago, actually, I'll say many episodes ago, we were talking about um, how easy it was to report players in Sea of Thieves. Uh, may it be an inappropriate gamer tag? May it be an inappropriate ship name? May it be someone who's hacking or cheating or exploiting? If you want to report a player in Sea of Thieves, you could, you know, had to go to the website. Now, on console, that's not necessarily easy. On PC, when you're in the heat of the moment, in the heat of battle, and in the middle of a play session, if you've got one monitor, or even if you don't and you have to alt-tab out, it's just very frustrating and it's a very annoying experience in order to report um, a, a player when you are in, um, um, in a game. When the report feature is outside of game. And in a time where Rare is looking at ways to limit exploiters, to come down hard on cheaters and people who are rule breakers, you know, having a player's ability to report more easily is good. Now, what I will say is this is going to greatly, this feature I'm about to read is going to greatly increase the amount of reported players, because as we well know, there are many people out there who get frustrated or pissed off because they lose a naval battle. They lose a PVP battle. And because they're irritated, you know, because they're not, you know, adults about the situation, instead of just dusting themselves off and saying, yep, I got bested this time. What they'll do is they will go in and just report that person, right? And and open a report and be like, ah, oh, maybe I'm going to, I'm going to get their account banned because they're better than me. Right now that's the, you know, you should report exploiters. You should report uh, hackers, cheaters. You should definitely report people who have inappropriate gamer tags or inappropriate ship names or pet names, 100%. But you should never just report a player that there is zero evidence that they are cheating, there is zero evidence that they're exploiting, or anything like that. Some players are just better than you. Trust me, I'm a below-average gamer. I suck at video games. That's absolutely fine. I can tell the difference between someone who is better than me, which is most people, or someone who is ridiculous and cheating. I can tell the difference. And if I'm even questioning it, if I'm questioning it, you, you can, you can tell things. Uh, if I'm questioning it, then I'll submit the report and, and let rare figure it out based on the, on the logs. If I'm questioning it, but nine times out of 10, I'm not going to report a player. I can tell the difference between a really good player and a cheater. Trust me. I play destiny and I deal with people who use third party applications. I can tell I'm really good at telling the difference between a hacker cheater exploiter and a really good player. So what is this feature you ask within the settings menu? Players now have access to a report player option, allowing them to directly report another player to the CFD support team for possible moderation and action. This reporting tool allows players to uh, be reported for inappropriate gamer tags, ship names, and pet names. Once the report has been completed, players will be shown a list of players who they have been um, in vicinity of in the last few hours to enable the report to be targeted at a specific player. So this now gives you the ability in-game to report players for rules violations. 
Again, this feature should not in any way be used because you are upset at someone because they are better than you at a video game. Use this for specific rules violations, which are outlined in the reporting. So they've got listed here specifically gamer tags, ship names, and pet names. I am not sure because I have not been in the game since this patch has been released if those are the only three reporting options that you have in-game right now. But the fact that we have an in-game reporting option um, is excellent is absolutely 100% excellent because it really helps to make sure that these particular players who are breaking the rules can be reported and not just forgotten because you don't have access to a computer because you're on Xbox. You don't want to fill out a, a form on your phone. You're playing the game and you want to continue to play the game and not have to alt tab or exit the game just to report a player. Right? So having an in-game report feature is excellent. Um, and I think this is going to be able to be built on in the future. But again, don't be a dick bag. Don't report players for legitimate rules violations, not because you're upset because you lost period. End of story. Now, before we get into the big one, before we get in to the boarding issues, before we get into the stretch Armstrong sweaties of the world, and I'll explain that joke in a minute. I wanted to call out one particular patch note, which I just face palmed and said, why are you spending time doing this? It does nothing. It, it, it's dumb to spend time doing this. <clears throat> when holding a pet underwater in parentheses, you monster, which is quite funny while holding a pet underwater, you monster air bubbles will now appear from the animal's mouth. Why is that important? This was not implemented when pets were implemented. Why did we spend time? Did we feel that this was a priority development decision? A priority development decision over all of the bugs and issues that this game has to take people away from their other work in order to work on pet air bubbles while underwater. I don't know about you, but this line is another example of a rare not having their priorities straight. Not having their priorities straight. There were a lot of great changes, great fixes in this patch notes, and then you get to air water air underwater bubbles for pets. It makes zero sense. I don't know. Did PETA come and knock on your door and be like, look, Sea of Thieves, your game has the ability for you to have pets underwater. Even though they move and look happy and make noises, we need you to implement air bubbles so we can make sure that that animal is still alive. If it's not having air bubbles, we would consider that animal dead and your game is, is putting in drowning of animals, which is animal abuse and we cannot have that. No, PETA did not do that because the animal is clearly alive. The animal is moving and making noises in your hand. There is no need for spending time on freaking air bubbles. 
We have hit reg issues. We have server issues. We have hacker issues. We have exploiter issues. We have lots of issues in the game and you legitimately took people away from coding new features if this is a team that that doesn't have anything to do right now or fixing existing problems you took these people away to make air bubbles for pets underwater i don't understand and this is the worst line of the entire batch notes it is a joke and whoever decided this was a priority to put in front of all the other issues in Sea of Thieves, you need to reassess your career. I'm just saying. Because you clearly don't understand the concept of game design and game priority to make sure your game is having features that players are happy with and making sure that your game is exciting new players. No. Nothing about bubbles on pets underwater excites people, fixes issues which keep people around, or generates new content for players in the future. It's a waste of time and a waste of space. If you wanted pets to have air bubbles while they're underwater, you should have implemented it at the beginning. It is too late now. You should not be going back and spending time on this. Period. Period. End of discussion. This was a mistake. This is poor planning and poor prioritization on Rare's side. They had such a great, lots of great things in this patch notes. This was piss poor. The fact that anyone even spent five minutes on this is just poor prioritization and poor planning as far as what needs to go into this patch or any future patch. Very bad. It's drama time. So part of this patch had a fix, a fix for an exploit that has been in this game for a very, 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 very long time. And this has caused a lot of drama on Sea of Thieves uh, Twitter and Reddit, uh, both from content creators, um, both from players, and um, it's got a lot of attention. Um, I find it hilarious people on Twitter who are like, I'm going to switch away from sea of thieves for right now because the community is too drama filled, Look, get, get over yourself. Okay. My biggest advice to anyone in this world is learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. If people on Twitter are bitching about something in a video game and that is making you uncomfortable, you really got to work on some of your personal development. Just saying I'm going to switch from a Sea of Thieves uh, fan account to an Everwild account because the Sea of Thieves community is way too drama-filled right now. P please. If Rare develops Everwild the same way they're developing Sea of Thieves, good luck on that drama because if that's an MMO, whoo, whoo. Check out the World of Warcraft drama when they make a simple change to, like, a talent tree. <laughs> If you think Sea of Thieves drama is bad, mm. look at the Destiny drama. If they make a single perk change on a weapon. Whoo. So what is the change, you ask, that has made a big rift 
in the Sea of Thieves community. And in general, I will say this again. This affects the 1% of sweaty PvP players. Period. End of story. Remember, Rare promotes the less than 1% of super sweaty PvE lords, but they will always take from the 1% of sweaty PvP lords. Pirates swimming to a ship in choppy waters are no longer able to use a ship's cannons, harpoons, or map table to board directly from the water. If you follow Sea of Thieves Twitch and you have some of your favorite content creators, there are many um, very good uh, PvP player content creators that utilize these on occasion. Some utilize these more than the, or attempted to utilize these more than the latter. Let's start off by, and I'm going to play this on both sides because I think, one, players need to understand something. If you do not understand that this was an exploit and not intended, um, you probably need to get your head checked because I want you to, and, and I, I went through this briefly. You can check out my VOD um, on Twitch. Uh, I went through this briefly. But if you think under any circumstances that you, as a human being, could be in rough water and you get up to the side of a boat and the harpoon is facing this way and your arms are right here. Tell me how you've reached from here with, with standard human arms up over the bat up over the ship and grab the harpoon and pull yourself up. It's impossible. Okay. Same thing with the cannon. Same thing with the map table. Our pirates are not stretch Armstrong. Okay. That was an unintended feature where the, I guess I would probably say the interact button for those particular um, items on the ship were a larger area for you to click than they should have been. If you're upset that Rare has fixed an exploit, I don't care if that was an exploit that you viewed as a skill thing. Okay? If that was a skill thing, it would be repeatable every single time. It would not have any sort of bearing on latency or on different aspects of the game. If it was an intended feature, it would be repeatable. If it was a skill item, it would be repeatable because you could practice it over and over and over again. And I, and even players that I highly respect and enjoy, such as Boxy's Fresh, could not execute this in the perfect conditions every single time. So therefore, it is not a skill issue. It was an exploit, and it was just something for you to gain a slight competitive advantage against a player, and it would cause players to have to look at multiple boarding points on a ship instead of just the ladders or the sky. So I think players need to move on. This is not a skill issue. This was not a skill feature. This was an exploit, and you're lucky, to be fair, that you didn't get banned for using it. That's what happens to exploiters. Now, you sweaty PvP play folks out here are upset about this. I can understand because it has been in the game for a very long time, which brings me to my next point. Rare. This is on you. This is why you didn't ban anyone who was using it because this is on you. This feature, just like uh, many of your other exploits, have been in this game for a very long time, and many players believe it's just a normal feature at this point. Let me run down a few for you. 
window to ladder. So if you're standing in the boat on the ammo box or over by the, the, the captain table, you can board, you can grab the ladder through the window. That's an exploit. Not intended. Quick swapping of guns. I think, um, I think there was a few things that have changed on this over the years. That's an exploit. That is not intended. Now, you should be able to change between guns at a certain rate, but at the fast, quick, squ- uh, quick swapping rate that 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 you can, eh, it was an exploit. It's there's still some issues with that, but it's gotten better. Uh, ladder jukes. Now, I don't necessarily know if this is an exploit or not, but I don't think this will ever be removed um, because this is a repeatable um, feature. Uh, it is something that latency really doesn't pay, play into account with. It is repeatable. Um, I view ladder juking as a, uh, a skill thing in this game. Um, but for those players out there who are frustrated that the harpoon cannon map table got removed, um, I, first off, I want you to, um, I want you to try to figure out how that is remotely possible for a human to do that. Second, I want you to tell me how you ladder juke as a human given this is a fantasy game, but our pirates are human in this game. Our pirates don't have any sort of special powers in this game. Our pirates are human. So I want you to explain to me, and yes, I understand you can fire yourself out of a cannon. I get it, okay? But when we're talking about boarding a ship, I want you to explain to me how during, even if the ship is anchored, how do you let go of the ladder shoot someone with a blunderbuss and grab the ladder again without falling in the water. Go ahead. Find a boat. Try it. You wouldn't even be able to let go of the ladder, pull out a blunderbuss before you hit the water, let alone pull out the blunderbuss, fire and grab the ladder again because the blunderbuss is still in your hand. It's impossible. Okay. It's impossible. Do I think they're going to touch ladder juking? No. Do I think they should touch ladder juking? No, because it's a repeatable thing that you can do uh, with the appropriate skill. I think it's absolutely fine in the game. Boarding the map table, the cannons, and the harpoon was not a consistent, uh, uh, repeatable thing that you could do based on the latency um, and based on different in-game performance features. It was not skill-based. Okay, it was the fact that it just so happened under an exact perfect condition that you could interact with the um, interact. You could get the interact button to pop up um, that was supposed to be meant for people on the boat. It was just the area effect of that bubble was too big, so you were exploiting something. So it's good to leave. However, rare. You need to stop allowing exploits to remain for months and years and then not expect people to get pissed off when you take them out. This has been something that's been going on for a long time. This is something that your partnered streamers show off every, some of your partnered streamers show off every single day 
on their stream to thousands of people. You've seen it. You've known it's been there and it's been going on for a very long time. So you cannot tell me that this was done to make the playing field more fair. You can't tell me that this was done um, in order to um, make PVP more equal for new players and old. You can't tell me any of that bullshit. The only thing you can say to me in this point is, I'm sorry, we didn't fix this soon enough. And we allowed players to get used to it. We allowed players to feel like it was a skill thing. We allowed players to exploit something that we failed to fix uh, and, and have good clean code in the beginning. This was a failure on rare from the very beginning when they allowed this to happen and then allowed this to continue on over months and years and have not fixed it rare. I'm looking at you. You can't let that happen. If you are going to allow an exploit to become an in-game feature, then allow it to stay as an in-game feature. You cannot call something an exploit that has been going on for years that you have not addressed. That was your failure for not taking care of this um, sooner. Players need to understand that Rare is going to remove exploits, but Rare, you need to understand that you got to get you got to be quicker on your responses to bugs and exploits. Period. You've got to get quicker. I understand that this is only your fifth year in live service games, but you need to take, I talked about this uh, in a previous episode. You got to take some learnings from studios who have been doing long uh, live service games for over a decade, for two decades and learn and look at what they do. They are not perfect, but they execute and fix bugs and exploits a million times faster than you do. You have to be quicker. You have got to make sure that things like this do not last for weeks, let alone months, and God forbid, like this one, years. You have to get on it faster. You have to hotfix. You have to do weekly resets. You have to make sure that things like this, exploits and bugs, are taken care of and out of the game immediately. You have to prioritize bugs and exploits. Guess what? Over pets underwater bubbles. Hello. Finally, players out there who are all over Twitter complaining about this and complaining about you are removing um, how, how rare does not care about um, um, having skill and how they want everyone to be the same. Ladies and gentlemen, calm your tits. Removing your ability to board from a harpoon, a cannon, or a map table is not the difference in you winning or losing. If you are a skilled player, Rare could take out the ability for you to board a ship from a ladder and you should still win. Rare could completely remove your ability to get on an enemy ship at all. They could put a protective barrier around it. And if you are a good player, you should be able to win. This particular exploit that Rare has finally addressed is not the difference between you winning 
and you losing. This was something that made winning easier for you. An exploit that made winning easier for you. I'm sorry that you got used to using an exploit and cheating. Rare allowed you to cheat. Rare allowed you to exploit because exploiting is cheating. Rare allowed that. And you're just, look, Rare could have banned you for exploiting and they didn't move on. If you're as good as you say you are, if you have that high skill ceiling, if you are up here and everyone else is beneath you, this should not have changed your gameplay at all. Get on the ladder, do a ladder juke, knock the person back, get up there, slay out and win. If you are that good, then this should have no bearing on you. There are many, many, many other combat PvP issues in this game that you should be firing out. This is not one of them. This is not the hill you want to die on. Yes, Rare failed you as a player 110% because they allowed this exploit to stay in the game and feel like it's a feature when it wasn't rare failed the player base because of their lack of prioritization of fixing bugs and exploits versus bringing out new content. They've done this time and time again, and this is just the latest iteration of this, but players who are really good at PVP, stop bitching on Twitter. Stop bitching on Reddit. Stop complaining on YouTube. Stop complaining on Twitch. If you're as good as you say you are, the removal of this exploit and stopping you from cheating should not affect the outcome of any of your PVP battles. Get over yourself, get on the boat, and slay out. Period. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you very much for hanging out. Remember, check out the YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, and all that fun stuff. Even if you listen to this on the podcasting apps, please do go over to the YouTubes. Please also, if you remember to, make sure you're following this uh, podcast on whatever your preferred podcasting site is. Um, so that way you know exactly when the new episode comes out please come over and hang out at a stream with me at some point twitch.tv slash davram come say hello talk some sea of thieves with me live come check out our discord i am starting to rework the discord we're putting a little fitness stuff in the discord along with the gaming stuff game hard lift big the new motto so come on over if you are interested in any way shape or form on being better healthier eating better changing your life or continuing the gym and fitness domination that you've already started. Come over, help some other folks out or come over and get started on a new uh, life journey today in the discord. All those links are down below. Shoot me an email, hit me up on Twitter, or of course, find me on the discord. All those links are down below, but until next time, everyone take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you next week on pirate talk radio.